0: Here is a warning to all shipping. It's round the hall.
1: And tonight, Kenneth's guests are the Reverend Unseemly Dog Posture, conducting the mass pumas of the Women's Institute, Edge (laughs) Barstow. And Dame Sweeney Eggblast, the clackton
0: dripping Irish, <laughs> And here's your host, Cardiff's dusky queen of song, Kenneth Hall.
2: Thank you. That was, of course, Douglas Smith, who would like to get it straight. <laughs> but unfortunately, it has to stay in plaster for another two weeks. <laughs> Here now are the answers to last week's questions. First, the where do you find it in Scotland question? And the answers were hanging down in front of the kilt, tucked.
3: <laughs>
2: tucked under the arm and blown, and stuffed down the sock. Except on Burns night when it's used to cut the haggis. <laughs> Finally, the where would you find it written question, and the answers were, on the base of the Great Pyramid, halfway along the Great Wall of China in Whitewash, and in a tobacconist window in the Edgware Row. <laughs> At least that's where I read it, and if you're listening, Miss Lolita, I rang and rang, but there was no answer. <laughs> so I've joined the Photographic Society of the Chalk Farm Polytechnic instead. <laughs>
0: At this point, we were going to do The Three Musketeers, episode three, but we got fed up with it. <laughs> so here instead is a thrilling story of Africa. We proudly present Kenneth Horne as Lip Harvest of the River.
2: My name is Dr. Ganimel Lip Harvest III. The other two died of embarrassment. <laughs> I was christened... I was christened James Ovidar, St. John Abraham, Spike Loomis, Cyril Angus, Ali, Ben Moses, Rastus Petty, Heinrich, Giovanni, Fu Man, Roger. After my father. My mother wasn't too sure. Apparently, he kept his... Apparently, he kept his hat on throughout their brief acquaintance. However... However, dear reader, I digress. I am a keen botanist... Yes, yeah, we've all got your number. <laughs> ...and zoologist. In the spring of 1883, I was in the Umpopo country looking for the great white rhino, which i had sent up the road for the newspaper and which had never come back. One evening I was in the bar of Dutch Pete's Waterfront Dive having a sundowner when a strange figure lurched in. I crossed to him and, smiling politely, asked him if he fancied a jigger. No,
4: thanks. I never dance with strange men. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I have a drink. I need one. My name is Gaylord Fafitch. What I have done, no white man has done and lived. I've been up the um with yellow... with yellow jack...
5: <laughs> How is he? Not bad, considering. Thank <laughs> regards. Thank you.
4: I have seen things up there that would make you blanch. Well, how's Blanche?
5: Oh, she's coming. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Same as Jell O Jack, only white,
4: huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I have seen the lost city of the water lumber. Water lumber. <laughs> oh. Yes, the fabled lost jungle city that ruled over by a white woman known by the superstitious natives as she. Who is she? The cat's mother. (laughs) They say she's over 300 years old, but as beautiful as she was when she was 250.
2: Well, I must meet her. Well, I'm attracted to older women, you see. Will you lead me to her? It's a dangerous journey through fever-ridden
4: swamp, through trackless jungle of mountains across deserts, through crocodile-infested rivers. Is there no other way? Well, a 73-bath passes. is...
2: Well, I haven't got a small change, and you know these conductors. They'll never take a note. Then we must
4: go by river. We'll sail at dawn tomorrow.
2: Next morning, we set off in The African Queen, played by Douglas Smith with cocoa on his face. (laughs) (laughs) He nosed his way lazily upstream. Fafitch and I relaxed in the stern. Chug, 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 fut, fut, fut.
0: Futs, fut, Smith. Yes, sir, it's the engine. Well, give the old boiler a kick. Yes, sir.
3: Ah!
6: (laughs) Thank you, sir. (laughs) When you're an old boiler like me, you don't get many kicks.
2: (laughs) Isn't that the one who played Granny in The Three Musketeers? (laughs) Eh, she gets around a bit for an olden.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, halfway up the onpopo. (laughs) Fut-fut, chug-chug. Caffong.
2: Smith, what what, what was that supposed to be? I think a crocodile has fouled the propeller, sir. What shall I do? Hit it on the nose with a rolled-up newspaper.
4: (laughs) From here on, we'll have to go by foot. Follow me. (laughs)
2: I think we should have moored the boat first.
4: Help! Help! I can't swim! Well,
2: tread water!
4: I can't! The crocodile's gnawing my legs! Well,
2: hop water then! Oh! Uh-huh.
3: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: Scrambled ashore more dead than alive and set off on foot through the tangled undergrowth of the Umpopo country. For Fitch and I made slow progress. Well,
5: it's not easy to walk when you've got a crocodile hanging onto your leg. <laughs> oh, oh, ah, ah,
4: I can't go on. I'm
2: done for. Oh, come on, for Fitch. Uh,
4: uh, oh, no. I'm f- 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 finished.
2: <laughs> he was bent double with agony. Suddenly, there was a st- and a <laughs> For a moment, I thought he'd expired. But fortunately, he was only transfixed by a poisoned dart. Ah! Where did the dart hit you, for Fitch?
5: Well, if I was a dart board, he would be a treble-nineteen.
2: <laughs> then, then suddenly, from out of the bush, or rather from under the bush came the tiny naked figure of a man riding a hedgehog. He was 30 inches high and he brandished a small but deadly blowpipe. He galloped across the clearing, reined his hedgehog to a halt and dismounted with a sigh of relief.
1: I have a warning for you, white man. What is it? Never ride a hedgehog with no clothes on.
0: Who are you?
1: I'm Sonny Zal, king of the umpopo Pygmies. Observe, tiny but perfect in every detail. <laughs>
4: what brings you here? We are looking for the lost city of the water lumber and the white goddess, she. Oh, uh, <laughs> But you are injured. You need a doctor. I'll summon my tribe. George,
1: Arthur, Sidney, Solid.
2: Hundreds of tiny figures swarmed out of the undergrowth, and in a trice we were up to our knees in Umpopo.
1: <laughs> Take these white men to our village.
2: But this man is injured, he can't walk.
1: Don't worry. I'll give him a pick me back.
2: That night found us in Sconston, a Rude Hut. Fafitch was raving.
4: Ah got f- 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 fever.
1: Your friend delirious, but which doctor will soon cure him? Where is he? At which surgery? <laughs> He's coping with epidemic among pygmy tribe. German measles.
2: Measle? You mean measles? No.
1: Pygmy's so small. Only room for one.
3: Ah, <laughs> uh,
4: water! Water!
2: Here you are, old chap. It's not for
4: me, it's for the crocodile. <laughs> oh, oh uh, mother!
2: Oh, thank heavens he recognizes me. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I, I can't. I can't feel me legs. Help
2: me! Help him to feel his legs, will you, somebody?
4: <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. It's slipping away. It's coming back. It's going
2: again. Oh, I wish it'd make its mind up. <laughs> At that moment, the witch doctor arrived. He stood framed in the doorway, towering over three feet tall—a giant of a man for a pygmy. His ears were pierced with elephant tusks. He wore a headdress of fine ostrich plumes, and he carried a matching handbag. <laughs> From his waist dangled his curious medicaments. He spoke.
7: <laughs> what was that? I said, and how's the patient today? Oh, will you examine him? Certainly. No. Does it hurt when I do this? Ah! Well, his reflexes are all right. Uh, yes, mm-hmm, now, what uh, do you diagnose? Uh, not one at all. Patient has a bad case of galloping. Galloping what? Don't know. It goes too fast. <laughs> I, uh, I suspect Betty Betty. Betty Betty is that bad? Not Betty Betty bad. Not Betty Betty good. So so. <laughs> and how are you going to treat it? <laughs> As follows. First, I smear myself in secret chicken fat. Then I make cabalistic sign.
2: Well, there's nothing cabalistic. <laughs>
7: Nothing cabalistic about that sign. Then I summon Devil Drummer. Devil Drummer! Yes, baby. Give me a steady four and easy on the hi hat. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Uh, One more time.
2: About the room, brandishing a chicken above his head, for Fitch stirred, his eyes opened, he slowly sat up, and then, as if possessed by evil spirits, he screamed.
5: Shut up! Have a bit of consideration. I'm not well.
2: Next <laughs> morning we set off again in search of the lost city and a she. For days we hacked our way through the undergrowth until finally, there, in a valley below us, lay the fabled city of watalumba its marble domes and gabled minarets glinting in the sunlight. I heard a movement behind us and turned to see four grinning dark faces. The leader spoke.
7: Ah, white man, we were expecting you. Would you accompany us? (laughs) Delighted. And
2: then mercifully came oblivion. (laughs) When we came to, Fafitch and I found ourselves lying on the marble floor of an enormous chamber. At the far end of the room was an ornate throne on which sat the 300-year-old white goddess, played by Betty Marsden, without any artificial (laughs) aid. On either side of her stood a huge Nubian, as if in answer to my thoughts, Fafitch spoke.
4: Oh, what an enormous pair of Nubians! (laughs)
6: Which I am is that which is not shall be. For I am that which has always been, and what I have done, I have done many, many times. (laughs) I am she that you can call me (laughs) Lil. She I am old. Three hundred years have I lived. But with age, there are compensations. i get in up the pictures free on Thursday. <laughs> I am old. I am wrinkled. I am hideous. But... But what? Don't rush me, I'm thinking. <laughs> there must be something. Ah, yes, I am powerful. My whim is law. One of you shall be my lover, the other shall be thrown to the sacred shark. Which is it to be, me or the man eating shark?
2: Well, don't rush me, I'm thinking.
6: See this pool beneath the throne? There waits. the sacred shark played by Douglas Smith with teeth cut out of orange peel. My little pet is hungry.
0: Snap, snap. Well played, Smith. Thank you, sir. I also do sheep. All right.
6: Well, gentlemen, uh, have you decided? Well,
2: for Fitch? Well, rarely published. Seems there's no choice. Last one ends a sissy. Ah! Funny, they all do that. What a way to go to perish in the awful, gaping jaws of the sacred Douglas Smith. (laughs) And talking of awful, gaping jaws, hear the sacred Fraser Hayes Uh, 4 to sing... (laughs) Which, freely translated, means (laughs) Selenato. Ladies and gentlemen, the Fraser Hayes 4.
3: the window sill. Sing to my loved one, Sarah, not for me. Sing her your song, love's melody. So near, yet we're so far apart. Here I stand. Till I have won. My love, one, Sarah Nodder, and say
0: And
2: this is the section of the show which you can pull out, and if you don't like it, throw it away. (laughs) Our first show business, here now interviewing a well-known personality at London Airport, is that Sunday night person, Seamus Android, whose very name is a synonym for... Deep sleep.
7: (laughs) Come in, Seamus Android. All right. Now, uh, here I am at uh, London Airport, personally, myself in person, to meet someone who I know you will, as I have. So, without further ado, (laughs) here is a world-famous personality who I'm going to meet as much as you are, and who is going to meet you as much as you are, and indeed, I am. (laughs) All right. so, So, here, without further ado, is the one and only, oh, he's gone. And with that, I return you to the studio.
2: And thank you, Seamus. I won't miss your TV show this week. What you don't see, you don't miss. Now, <laughs> now this week, the colour supplement special feature is devoted to the Englishman and art. Throughout history, the English have been connoisseurs of the arts.
4: Okay. Come in, Gregory. Most uh, time. Yes, yes There's something I've just acquired, and I'd like your opinion on it. In here, look next to the dagger. Uh, uh, good uh, heavens! A constable? Yes. <laughs> uh, genuine, do you think? Let me see. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, lovely.
3: Lovely.
4: Lovely. lovely. No doubt about it. It's a genuine constable. Absolutely lovely.
2: Oh, thank you, sir. I do try to keep myself nice. Love of the arts is deeply embedded in the Englishman's soul, and many films have been made depicting the inner struggles and romantic agony of the painter. Here now is an excerpt from that great film of the 40s, The Moon and Sixpence Reduced to Fourpence This Week Only. (laughs) Starring Dame Celia Mole Strangler and ageing juvenile, Binky Huckaback.
6: Can I come in, Charles?
7: Yes, Fiona. I'm glad you've come.
1: It's finished.
6: Oh, Charles. Charles. I think you've captured it. It's a small masterpiece. Um, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I, I like it.
1: Thank you, girl.
6: I mean, you wouldn't see anything like this hanging in the Royal Academy. But I don't want
1: it hanging, there. No.
6: Charles, I'm not quite sure that I I understand what you're doing.
1: Surely it's... Surely it's simple enough.
6: For you, Charles, for you. You're an artist. You painted it. I am only a woman. Uh What does it mean?
7: What it says. Gents wash and brush up. (laughs)
2: The agony of the artist. And here uh, yeah, is an artist who's been responsible for more agony than almost anybody alive. Rambling Sid Rumpo. <laughs>
5: Ah, oh, hello, my dearie Sing Bogle Titwillow and day for the fly beyond the Turmut.
2: Yes. Well, now, you're a great exponent of the art of folk singing. Now, what are you going to give us this week? It is a
5: groper's dance uh. sung by the villagers of Musgrove Parver, and it heralds the coming of the Oak Apple Fairy, or Sanitary Inspector, <laughs> as he is known in they parts, the... Taddle gropers grope around while the turve maiden merrily whirls her splod. <laughs> and they, they dance to a Delay that goes after this fashion. <clears throat> There's cord wangles in me, pass it back. What shall I do, my Mario? And I can't woggle my artifacts. What shall I do, my darling?
3: <laughs>
5: so the turf maiden sings back. <clears throat> Stove it with a gander hook. That's what to do, my Billy O. Then you can wobble your artifacts as good as new, my darling. So he stoves it with a gander hook. But it don't do no good as he's forgot to put antifreeze in. <laughs> so plaintively he sings to her. <laughs> I stoved it in with a gander hook. That's what I done, my Mario. But now I've nudged me artifacts. What shall I do, my darling? And so she tells him what to do with his artifacts. <laughs> And, and he does it. And, <laughs> <sighs> and then they dance off, woggling and groping their tattles to the following, to the following refrain. <laughs> Billy o me Billy o who will nagger me dander? Boggle me loomer, me jolly boys, and posit me splee in the morning.
3: <laughs>
2: And thank you, Rambling Sid. I can find the words to express my feelings. <laughs> They're in the script of Till Death Us Do Part. <laughs> well, now, art is subject to changes of fashion, and the current vogue is for Victoriana, old uniforms, and so on. Last week, I paid a visit to a shop near the Portobello Road, and the sign over the door read, Bona Antiques. <laughs> I entered gingerly. Hello. <laughs> Hello, anybody there?
1: Hello, I'm Julian. This is my friend, Sandy. Oh, hello, Miss
3: Oh, hello. Oh, it's
5: nice to see you. Oh, it's lovely to you. Oh, you can't have a browse through our bric-a-brac. Have you? You want
1: it, we've got it. <laughs> Don't see it, just ask for it. Yes.
5: Please. Do you have anything in mind, Mr. Horn? Oh, I see your eye in that piece in the corner. It's
1: beautiful, isn't it, Jewel? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. it is. Thing of beauty, that is. It's a wangi rocker.
2: Well, I don't rock my own wangies. I have a little woman round the corner who does it for me. Oh,
5: oh bold! Mm.
2: Older oh, they get, the cheekier they are.
5: Oh, jewel, oh, change the subject. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I've got it. What about Uniforms? Oh, yes. Uniforms. Very in, very sheesh. Mm, very sheesh uniforms. Very. I mean, they're, they're, they're sheeshist. 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 Fantabulous. <laughs> <Sheeshist. laughs> uniforms are in. at the utmost. Yes, yes,
2: yes, I've heard that wearing old uniforms is the latest craze. Mm. And we've got the craziest utmost. Mm. Good heavens, good heavens. Soldiers' uniforms, sailors' uniforms. Look,
5: how would you fancy yourself as a gay hussar? Oh, we take a lovely hussar. <laughs> lovely hussar. With great bully and epaulets yes. and all the frogging down his lallies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm,
1: um, all of this, look, what about Farman's uniform? Very mm, butch. Very butch, yes. Mm, Comes nice. complete with fourteen yards of oast and a dinky little chopper. Very oh. yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> really lovely that
5: is.
2: Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure it is, but lovely. You know, I, I somehow I can't see myself wearing that to the Junior Carlton Club. Unless, of course, it was on fire. No,
5: yeah, perhaps you've got a point, perhaps have got a point. How about a naval uniform? Naval uniform? Oh, no, do you think it's me? Oh, do you think it's him, Jules? It is him. Oh, it's him, isn't it? Him,
1: yes. Yes. Naval uniform just does something for you. Yeah,
5: just slip it on. Right. Yeah, oh. Oh. <sighs> oh. 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 that. <laughs> oh,
2: no. Well, I'll take it then. In fact, I'll wear it now. Oh,
5: lovely. Ta ta. Then we'll send you the account. I'll... Yeah, there he goes. do not he look an absolutely perfect example mm. of a? Oh, what is the phrase, Jewel? Great steaming nip. Oh, thank you. <laughs> exactly, yeah.
2: And in my second-hand naval uniform, I got many admiring glances, several compliments. I also got arrested for impersonating a Wren officer. <laughs> Was I to know? I was in the RAF. <laughs> <laughs> Cheerio! See you next week.
0: That was Round the Horn, starring Kenneth Horn, with Kenneth Williams, Hugh Paddock, Betty Marsden, and Bill Pertwee. On the musical side, you heard the Fraser Hayes Four and Edwin Braden and the Hornblowers. The script was written by Barry Chalk and Marty Feldman, and the show is produced by John Simmons.